Hey guys, welcome back to this episode. This is another one of our recap episodes. And Russell, I don't know about you, but these are some of the favorites of mine personally, because they have, I don't know, it's kind of like a, you go to all these restaurants and stuff and you have like these sampler appetizers where like you get to sample a bit of everything. And that's what I think as far as when it comes to these um, episodes, I don't know, maybe I'm hungry, but uh, it's just one of those things that like, it's so cool to be able to like sit down and really cover six to nine episodes in a matter of like 30 or 40 minutes um, and just kind of take bits and pieces of each. And that's awesome. Um, and so I love these episodes, but we're going to get started. Um, hopefully, um, if you're listening to this podcast, you have listened to a few of these now. Um, if you haven't, this is our third. So you should definitely go back and check out the first two for a real quick overview of pretty much our entire podcast. Um, we do roughly 15 to 17 episodes um, every um, season or every kind of segment of our podcast. And then we go back and do a recap just so if you're a new listener, you haven't missed anything and you can catch up real quick. Um, so, but Russell, let's go ahead and get started with yours. Um, man, what, what are your top three since January 13th? Yeah. So it is, it is kind of hard to believe we've been, we're wrapping up a year on this and we've had, you know, tons of, of great conversations. Um, and as always, I say this every time we do a recap, it's hard to go back and pick one or two or three. Uh, but uh, I do want to bring a couple uh, to everyone's attention. Like these are three that I think uh, probably give some practical wisdom uh, for youth ministry. And it's kind of funny because that's the first uh, episode we have is uh, David Fraze, Dr. David Fraze. And David Fraze is a... Um, uh, uh, assistant professor uh, for family and youth ministry. Uh, and he has been with youth ministry and working with families and students for, for 30 plus years. Uh, and so really this episode, we just sit down and I pick his brain. I say, Hey, uh, we've got some new youth leaders. We've got some volunteer youth leaders. We have some bivocational youth leaders. We have some full-time youth leaders. What would you tell them? And so I just allow him to dump his uh, 32 years of wisdom. Um, he doesn't get it all in there, but uh, he uh, just unloads uh, some of his most practical, um, some of his most practical and helpful youth ministry thoughts. Uh, some are very practical, some are very, some are very hands-on uh, and some are more things to think about, but um, uh, I'm just going to play a short clip uh, from that, but just know that this is just one sample of all the wisdom that is contained in this episode. I have people that push back and say, well, they don't understand what's going on in the main assembly. And I'm like, well, they can feel it because, you know, there are moments and yeah, I'm not against, and I believe in intergenerational, not just uh, intergeneration. There's a difference in that intergenerational. We look for ways to strategically put um, old and young in the same spaces and to spiritually let that form together. So worship's a big piece, of course, but people push back and say, well, they don't understand what's going on. So this is kind of rude. Get ready. And I, and I ask an adult, well, who's your favorite baseball team? And they'll say this. I said, how do your kids dress? Well, they dress in that favorite baseball team. Do you ever take them to a game? Absolutely. Well, why? Cause they got to know this is our team. And I'm like, do they understand what a double play is? Uh, do they really understand what's going on? No, but that's my team. I'm like, exactly. So they don't have to understand everything, but they do pick up the passion when they see 
dad crying at a song or mom crying at a certain prayer moment, they watch it and all of a sudden they're like, this means something to them. They may not understand a single thing, but it means something to them. And I think finally, Russell, the church and its large movement of programming, that rudder is slightly shifting to say, uh, maybe we are too compartmentalized. And I that is a common theme in a lot of the literature and church leadership. And that's exciting to me. So um, that is, uh, again, that's just a short clip of that. I hope you go back and listen. I encourage you to go back and listen. That is episode, I believe, 38. Uh, and so Practical Wisdom for Youth Ministry uh, with David Fraser. The second one I want to share with you was uh, one we had with Kate Boyd. Um, and Kate is uh, in seminary right now. Um, she also uh, has a, a podcast and a website and is an author. Um, and she talks about doing ministry differently. And so here's what we mean by this is, you know, we really talk about um, doubt. We talk about, um, you know, where do you fit in if you don't fit in? Like, I mean, our, our, our society, politics, church, religion are very kind of uh, polar, you know, right and left. Um, and she says, well, what do you do with the middle? What do you do with that, that space in between? And how can you find grace? How can you find wisdom? How can you sit and have conversations with people you may not thoroughly agree with, but how do you find common ground? Um, and how do you do ministry in a world that is uh, kind of divided in a lot of those areas? So um, again, we're just playing short clips. So here's a couple of minutes uh, from that. But remember, go back and listen to this whole episode. But I think in a lot of ways, if we're willing to let doubt be a platform for discovery, we can actually find that at the on the other side, wherever our doubt leads us, we're going to be stronger in that conviction um, because we explored it and we did the work around it than if we just sort of like, well, I'll just have to accept that maybe it's not it or you sort of just walk away. Um, I mean, all the things that I've had to re-examine over the years, the things that I feel that I've done a lot of work around, I feel comp I feel much more confident about. Um, and I've, I feel like I have less need to like hit people over the head with those beliefs now than I used to. Um, you know, like I, people don't have to believe everything that I believe or all the exact same convictions, whether that's women or baptism or whatever, like, cool. I don't need you to do that. I am free of the need of convincing other people, but I am more sure in my convictions now than I have ever been. Um, and it was doubt and wrestling that brought me there. And so it can actually be a tool for building spiritual confidence in people, um, you know, if we're willing to engage it. And so creating space to, for people to engage that and ask hard questions and actually learn to wrestle with them is really, I think it can be a really important and integral part of a, of building a faith life. Man, I honestly, Kate's was my favorite episode that you did this, uh, this segment of our podcast. Um, and I, it has to be the, the title that caught me off guard the most too, <laughs> because when you said doing ministry differently, I was like, there's another way to do it. Like, <laughs> So I, uh, I loved Kate's episode, man. She's so full of life, life and energy. Um, mm -hmm. she was really, really a podcast that was easy to listen to, yeah. um, just because it was so easy to be engaged and so easy to keep listening to what y'all were talking about. So great, great episode. 
Yeah. Um, so I have one more that I want to throw out there. Uh, and that is, um, you know, TikTok is all the rage. Brent, I don't know that you're on TikTok yet, but uh, I, I, I attempt at TikTok a, a little bit and I like to watch a lot and go down rabbit holes with that. But uh, I ran across Sammy Kelly. This is another one of those we ran across on TikTok. Um, and so she runs a group called Digivangelism. And their whole purpose is to help churches utilize digital to uh, be a, a voice of hope in their community and in the world. And so we talk about some practical tips, uh, some practical things you're thinking about. And, and the conversation did kind of lean in toward TikTok, but that's not all they do. They, they do uh, Instagram and Facebook and uh, YouTube and, and all those things. But uh, so we kind of dive in a little bit on TikTok uh, and talk about that and talk about the reasons why we should be in these spaces. Uh, and then she also shares uh, some thoughts about what the future is holding. You know, we always looking out what's the next social media, where's the students and adults and everybody going to be. And so uh, I'll let you listen to the end of the episode for that and for a, uh, an offer they have for you. But um, right now, I just want to hear, I just want you to hear a little bit of, of the wisdom that she shares. Uh, and as always, uh, after this, make sure and go listen as well. So as I said before, sometimes some of the most like effective ways I think to reach people are, are simple things. And, and so simply having, your, it's, it really does sound so simple, but like having your website functional and clear. And I know that seems so basic, but a lot of listeners, I'll bet if they go on their you know church website or if they have like a youth page, they'll be like, oh, dang, we still have that thing from October up or or we, we started this new thing and it's not even on there because we're, we're so involved in, you know, in the ministry and with the people and that's great, but we have to make sure that we're communicating these things clearly online. And so whenever I, whenever I come across folks that like have things updated um, and, and have clear ways of connecting from, oh, I found you on TikTok to now you can we can engage in ministry in some way or i can reach out to you in some way any kind of like clear pathways i always i always celebrate that um one of the biggest things and like i think this will maybe be a big thing for a while but as a as something that could be worked on for churches i think is using social media just to announce things i mean lots of people guilty of that and it's hard because you want to tell people about these things that you're spending so much time and energy and, and love in creating for them. And I get that. Um, but, but the platforms that are out there, it's not a proper use of them to just use them as a billboard. Um, that's not, that's not why they're there. They're there to try to, to use the features to actually engage people right there. How can we not just tell people about these things that we're doing, but actually do things with them in these digital spaces? Yeah, I, so I, funny story with TikTok, I was with Sammy's like our third guest, fourth guest um, that we found on TikTok. I actually, uh, you were asking if I was on it. I actually deleted TikTok um, on my phone because I found that like I was spending <laughs> multiple hours a day just yeah. absolutely going through videos. But Sammy um, with Digivangelism was awesome. Great opportunity just to kind of talk about something we really hadn't spent much time talking about 
Um, and that's engaging students online. I mean, I believe we're definitely in the world where that has to be in our arsenal of how we um, approach and minister to students. And so I, great conversation, loved it a lot. Russell, that is all of yours. Um, and so those were all three fantastic episodes. I'm going to go ahead and dive into mine. Um, and I have to say this was a season of, uh, or this was a segment. I, I say segment and not season because we're, we're calling our year durations of content seasons. Um, and so this segment of our first season um, was a segment of bucket list for me. Um, <laughs> I got to, I got to interview so many people um, that I look up to in ministry. Um, and so it was a really, really awesome opportunity for me. And uh, it's definitely going to kind of like show itself in my choices. So yeah, I got to interview Justin Knowles and Justin is someone that's been in youth ministry for a long time. He's done a lot of stuff with download youth ministry. Um, and he has done, um, multiple different conferences and things like that. Um, he is the pastor of youth and children at Sandals church in California, which is a multi-site church. Um, and he oversees all of the different youth ministries for all their different campuses. Um, but Justin is a, tre a tremendous guy. He's like I said, he's been in youth ministry for a while. He is packed full of wisdom. And we sat down and talked about what it takes to um, explain winning to your leaders. Um, and so what does it look like for your leaders to go into a small group and have a win um, that they can not only see, but also celebrate and we can celebrate with them. And so Justin talks about um, what his church does and what they've found to work. And I thought it was a great episode and I can't wait for y'all to listen to it, but here's a small piece of what he does with his church. Yeah. Okay. So fun, fun little backstory of how we got to this point with our leaders was, you know, during the pandemic, like everybody, we had to adjust and figure out what the heck are we doing? Um, and during the time, there's like 29 weeks where we didn't meet in person and we're still trying to make small groups happen virtually or outside or, you know, in some way that allow leaders and students to get together in some way, shape or form. And what we noticed is across all of our different places is there were some leaders that were killing it. And there are some leaders that were struggling. And I had uh, our, our youth pastors at our campuses um, give a survey that I wrote, just like a seven question survey of and picking out some of their best leaders of leaders where their, their groups were still growing in a time where most of our groups were not. And I said, okay, what are the things that they're doing? We just wanted to find out what are the things that those groups are doing in this time that is allowing them to grow. And out of that survey came down to probably a total at that time, I think it was like around like 30, 35 leaders total that we like sent it out to. And all of them had like grown their groups or doubled their groups. And we're like, what in the heck is happening? And all of them came down to four things. And so basically what we did is, okay, well, if this is, if all of our best leaders are doing these four things, we want all of our leaders to, to do these four things. And now we've kind of defined what the win was and little adjustments, little wordplay to kind of figure it and to make sure that it fits into like a, a very memorable structure. Um, but that's like how we got it. And so we just took our best leaders, gave them a survey. This is what you do. And then took all that information and then we came down with these four things because every leader 
did these things. And so in a quick, you want me to give like the quick one, the like the quick versions of them and we could dive into whatever, however deep you want to. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, we call them the four F's. And so um, I wanted to call it how many F's have you given? Cause that would be really funny. And uh, <laughs> I think, you know, Hey, you've given zero F's this week. I need you to give four. And, and, but we thought internally, probably not the best. Uh, so we landed with the four F's and the four F's for us are faith conversation, follow-up, family connection, and what we call fellowship plus. And so the idea is that, so faith conversation uh, is the realization and oh, all of them come with a question. And the, the goal for a leader to make it super simple is to say, I, I want you to answer yes to these four questions. And if you can answer yes to these four questions, that means you're winning as a leader this week. So super simple. And again, with accountability wise, anytime that you sit with the leader, you could ask them these questions and see if they're answered yes. And then you could determine, oh, wow, you're not doing what we need you to do. Man, I've uh, I followed Justin and uh, you know listened to his podcast um, and talked with him just a little bit. And so uh, anytime that we can celebrate those wins, uh, and and identify those uh, and have everybody know what the same thing going toward the same win as much as possible. Uh, and then that just helps you in your ministry, in your church, even your family and your, you know, all, all sorts of things. So um, great things from du Justin, but you have two more. So let's grab your next episode. Yeah. So going on with the whole like bucket list uh, category, man. I got to interview Brad Griffin. And if you don't know who Brad Griffin is, Brad Griffin is the senior content director um, for Fuller Youth Institute out of Fuller Theological Seminary, also in California. Um, and so they have done tremendous work with research and statistics on what youth of our current generation are experiencing um, and what are the best methods of reaching those students that are out in our culture today. And so we talk about their new book, um, which is three big questions that change every teenager. He co-authored that with Kara Powell and they go over three different conversations um, that basically are timeless. They happen to just about every teenager out there. Um, and we, we should be able to find power in that because we know the questions that are going to arise in the hearts of the teenager. Um, and all we have to do is listen and all we have to do is um, allow them to find those answers. And so here's just a small clip talking about a little bit of the pandemic and what students are facing and how we're going to deal with that for many years to come. But once again, tremendous episode, make sure you listen to the whole thing. Yeah. 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 And it's here, you know, I mean, it, looking at research during the pandemic, the first year of the pandemic, anxiety tripled depression among young people quadrupled a fourfold increase in reported depression. And what we're seeing now is that some of the ongoing effects of uncertainty are what keep anxiety, you know, really at, at crisis levels, um, you know, and suicide and suicide attempts and ideation are at crisis levels. And I think, I think you're right, Brand. I think we're going to keep seeing this play out in the coming years. I feel like about six months into the pandemic, we were we were wondering, okay, you know, 
how will how will teenagers get over this? You know, how will they sort of move on? And even wondering, okay, a year from now, will we even be talking about this? Um, you know, now that we're two years in, we're realizing, okay, it, it, this is this is shaping the rest of their lives. You know, this is part of their story. It will always be part of their story. They will talk about this with their grandkids. And part of that narrative and what they talk about is going to be shaped by what we're doing now. And, you know, are we with them? Are we helping them manage and learn to navigate their anxiety? Are we helping them learn to build resilience? Um, because you can, you can, uh, you know, you can walk out of this with, with languishing, you know, and that's kind of a, a research term that people are using that, or despair, you know, hopelessness. Um, cynicism, jaded, you know, a jaded view of life, or you can walk forward with resilience, with hope, with um, openness to what's coming. But, but this, the grind of uncertainty, it's wearing on all of us. I mean, everybody's yeah. feeling exhausted and overwhelmed and overdone, but that's manifesting in young people in, I mean, in some alarming ways that I think they really need us to be paying attention to and, and honest about and, and walking with them through. Um, you know, you mentioned that he's with the Fuller Youth Institute, and I think we've had several guests. Walt Mueller's been with them and done a lot of stuff with them. David Frey's has. Uh, so I encourage you, as you were listening to this, um, maybe we'll highlight some of those and we'll do a, a Fuller Youth Institute uh, collection, just like a TikTok collection. Um, and put that out there, but that was two. Uh, what is your final highlighted episode for this season? Yeah, so I have to say that I was a little strapped for picking a third because just all of them were so good. Um, but I, if I had to pick one, it would have to be um, my second to last episode of this segment of our season and that would be simply evangelism with Caleb Davis. Um, and so Caleb Davis runs a nonprofit in Atlanta, Georgia called Simply Love Jesus. And they do a lot of um, just college ministry. They do a lot of youth ministry and adult ministry as well. Um, and it's all geared towards teaching people how to evangelize. Um, and it's basically just this mindset of, We've been doing evangelism in a very technical, like complicated method. And in all reality, it should be a lot more simple than that. And so what does it mean to simply love Jesus? And so he talks a little bit about um, his heart and a little bit about what they do um, and how to evangelize to students in this clip. And once again, fantastic episode. Loved it, loved it. But here's that clip. Well, I was just going to say, like, piggybacking on what you said, like, if you just hand someone a, a little gospel track and say, here, this is what you are. Like, imagine if you just gave that to a kid who's struggling with identity, a kid who's struggling with whether he even belongs in this world. And yet he looks at a gospel track that is filled with you're a piece of crap and you can believe in Jesus. I'm like, well, that's great. <laughs> that's yeah, not going to mess me up. That's like, you need to be saved from all your sins. Like, okay, like, that's great. Like that doesn't receive as good news. Like when I was, um, I'll just, I'll just put it this way for, for all the youth pastors who may be tuning in. Um, if you want your small group leaders to win, 
and your small group leaders are struggling, they want to know how they can win with their students if they're not paying attention. Um, just have them shift gears and pay attention in different ways. Instead of trying to get them to pay attention to the small group questions, maybe over time as, you're t- as they're talking to them, have your small group leaders pay attention to what's going on in their students' lives. Ask them questions about like, hey, what are you excited about? Like what's going on in your world? And the kid could, you know, through conversation could just reveal that they're really stressed out because of school or they're stressed out because of their parents. Or And you hear a lot of these tensions that are rolling in their shoulders. Well, if he's stressed out, how do I unstressify him? Like, let me go take him out to coffee. Let me just like, you know, one of the, uh, one of the ways I did this was we had, um, there was these two, uh, two students, um, they're, they're twins and, um, they're pretty stressed out They're They're, they're pretty high achievers and their parents had pretty high expectations on them. And so I decided, um, that, uh, every two weeks that I would pick them up from school and I would take them early. I would go take them to breakfast and we go get breakfast and we go hang out. And then I would just go drop them off at school. And so their parents, you got to serve their parents and you got to serve the students because you got to kind of take a little bit of stress off. You got to throw off their schedule a little bit with something nice. Um, and you, so if youth pastors, if you're listening to this, just encourage your small group leaders and you yourself, obviously, but um, is to pay attention to how your students are feeling um, pay attention to what your students going on in your students' lives. And instead of just trying to address the needs specifically of what they're saying, hear what's going on underneath. Maybe you can't solve the, the stress. Maybe you can't make them a better sports player. Maybe you can't make them better at their grades. Maybe you can, maybe you can tutor them, but maybe you just need to address the stress. Maybe you just need to address the frustration. Maybe you just need to do something to, to address that emotion. Um, and then relieve that tension. And by doing that, you're providing good news for them. Um, yeah, that one was a great one. Uh, I, I don't know if y'all know this, but Brent does a lot of the website work. I do a lot of the editing uh, of audio. And sometimes I get so lost in the episode that I forget I'm supposed to be doing stuff with the audio. And that was one that I uh, had to go back and and edit and listen at the same, you know, different times because um, just listening to, to all that. And so uh, definitely great stuff from him. Um, so you shared your three favorites and I shared my three favorites or just the ones we wanted to highlight. It's not necessarily favorites. Um, but one of the things we ask for our listeners to do, and we had a few responses, not, not a whole lot, but a few responses was to share, uh, your listeners favorites. And so, um, uh, I just want to highlight those three real quick. We won't have a clip of these, but they're ones for you to go back and definitely look at. So one was Keith Parker. And uh, Keith Parker talked about is episode 39, Holistic Youth Ministry. Um, And a lot of times we get in the weeds and we get into what's going on week to week, day to day. Uh, But uh, Keith talks about the the benefits of stepping back and looking at your ministry uh, from a a 30,000 foot view. Uh, What does it look like long term? And so that is definitely one to uh, do. Brent, that was yours. Do you have anything else to share on, on his? Yeah, so um, I I've known Keith for a little while. He's a he's a friend of mine. But uh, yeah, it, it's such a it's such a challenge. Um, it's an encouragement to us um, to kind of step back um, and actually not only look at it from a thirty thousand feet view, but look at it from a um, kind of a dual sense of Am I appreciating where we are now, or am I so caught? in the motions of what we're doing that I'm completely missing the big picture. Um, and then the other half of it is what does it look like for this sixth grader to be a senior in high school? 
where do we want them to be? And so like the 30,000 feet view that he's talking about really just kind of paints the picture of like, we're not just ministering to a sixth grader in sixth grade. We're ministering to that sixth grader until he graduates high school. And it kind of changes our focus and changes the duration of like um, our concentrated effort on him because we're moving from a, oh, hey, I know sixth grade, I can tackle sixth grade, but it's like, oh, well, what happens as this sixth grader and the group of sixth graders with them, what happens as they uh, develop and evolve into graduates of high school, moving on to college? What does that look like? What do we want them to know? Um, It's a tremendous episode. I love Keith to death. Um, really, really good episode. He was going to be in my top, but like I said, there were too many favorites, um, this episode, uh, this segment. So, well, yeah, that's, I mean, you're, you're thinking along the same lines as our, as our guests. And because the second episode that they suggested was, uh, Justin Knowles winning as the leader. Uh, and so, um, you've already talked about that one. Um, yeah, I mean, but, it's, it's, it's Justin enough said he's a, he's yeah. a great guy, tremendous leader. Fantastic. So definitely, definitely check that out. Now the, the last one that was one of our fan uh, fan favorites, um, I'm not sure about it really, you know, it was one of the interviews that I did, uh, oh. but I know, uh, it, but it was um, with this guy named Brent Aiken, and we talked about developing student leaders, and so, uh, but no, never anyway, heard of him. yeah, I know, never heard of him, congrats Brent on making it the top, the, the fan favorites uh, deals, and and uh, I joke with you because mine hadn't released whenever they gave their favorite. So I'm just going to throw that out there. And say. Yeah, you know, excuses. <laughs> but I mean, let's let's be real. No, yeah. I, I was super stunned uh, when that came out as one of the favorites. Um, obviously, we we want people to talk about what they're passionate about. Um, and that's what kind of boils down to all of these episodes. Hopefully, um, even if you're a future guest on our show and you want to be on an episode, Um, Our goal is that you talk about something that you're passionate on um, because normally passion um, spreads to other people. Um, And so when you are passionate about something and you're open to talking about it, it really allows um, your message to be contagious. Um, And hopefully mine was, uh, like I said, I was a little surprised to see mine on here, but that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, we'll have links to all these in the, in the show notes, but uh, it's just a reminder that, uh, as Brent always says, everybody has a voice. Everybody has something to share. Yeah, and I mean, we want to we want to hear y'all's voices. We want to have as many youth pastors involved in this podcast as possible. So, um, if you have a topic or if you want to be a guest, like Russell said, join us. We'd love to hear from you. Also, you can go to studentministryconversations.org/join, um, and it'll take you directly to a booking page um, where you can book with me or Russell directly. Um, and we can go from there. You can write your three topics. We typically ask you to pick three um, topics that you're passionate on. And then it gives us an opportunity to say, okay, well, um, that topic is good, but our past three episodes were about that same topic. We like trying to spread them out a little bit um, between, so the content's not all on the same topic, Um, but it gives us an opportunity to have multiple different options. Um, And hopefully uh, you're more than, you're passionate on more than one topic um because i think that's a great thing for all of us to be so um russell anything else um yeah i was going to ask um what new we've we kind of shared a little bit about our our second season uh but we are in our second year uh however however you want to label it season year you know whatever um and so one of the things that i'm adding i think brent and i each picked something to add to 
to the the to the uh, to the podcast. One of the things that I'm going to add is a newsletter. Uh, that you can subscribe to. Um, I'm not going to mail you five things a week or anything like that. I know I'm subscribed to a couple of podcast uh, newsletters and it's awesome, but it's like an email every day. Uh, so not an email every day, but at least once a week that has uh, a reminder of the podcast that we uh, uploaded recently. It'll probably be a Monday kind of uh, email um, reminder of the podcast we uploaded, maybe something coming up, maybe a link to an article uh, on the website. So uh I will put that uh, link. You'll start seeing that becoming available uh, for you to sign up when you go to the website and we'll start including it in our show notes uh, in a couple of weeks. So be looking for that. Brent, what else do we have? One other thing that's coming up that people can look forward to. Yeah, um, we actually kind of started it last week, but it was one of the big pushes that I wanted. Um, We've been on YouTube for a while, um, but our YouTube has consisted of a still image with the audio that we put on Anchor Um, just kind of playing with a still image. And I was like, you know, I really, really want to get to the point to where they can actually see our faces, like see the actual conversations. Um, And so that's something that we've done. We started recording. Um, So now on our website, you can watch all of our live footage of our videos um, with our guests. Um, So last week and this week are our first two. Um, and unfortunately they're, they're both just me and Russell. Uh, but as we move on, we are, we do have guests, um, that are saying, yeah, you can totally use my video. That's awesome. Uh, don't mind at all. And we are working towards that goal of, um, providing video content. So y'all can, if you're a more of a visual listener, um, you can watch the conversation, um, instead of listen, the converse, listen to the conversation. Um, and I think that's going to be a big deal. And then the other one, and I'm going to kind of throw this one to Russell as well. Um, the other thing that we're doing is we're going to start doing transcripts. Um, and that is a big one. Um, especially once again, if you're a visual and not auditory learner, or if you're just like, Hey, wait, 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 hold on. That was really, really good. I want to go back and hear that. Or like, I want to go back and read that or copy it down or something like that. We're going to start doing, transcripts in our show notes. Um, so you can actually have a full transcript of our audio um, to where you can read along as we are um, having the episode go through. Um, and I know a lot of podcasts that do transcripts um, and man, especially the ones that do have it, I live by them um, a lot, especially if they're content heavy episodes um, because it's easy to really, really kind of get lost um, in what they're saying, like you said, with editing, um, the videos or editing the audio, sometimes it's really easy to get lost in the conversation and be like, wait, what did they say again? Um, so being able to go back and not have to find the, uh, stop and start 75 times to try and type it all out or anything like that. So we're excited about transcripts too. Um, and then finally we're excited about our upcoming guests. Um, man, this, this season is going to be amazing. Um, next week, um, we are kicking off with our guests, um, and then it'll go back to where me and Russell alternate. Um, we had two weeks to where it was kind of, like I said, just us, um, to kind of end season one, begin season two. And so next week we take off again. Um, and we're super excited about the upcoming guests that we have. Um, but other than that, Russell, I mean, I fantastic episodes, um, what a, what a great way to end season one. Um, and we've kicked off season two and it's, it started strong. Um, we were talking earlier today about how to like this week has been our highest, um, highest listener average, um, that we've ever had on the podcast, which is awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
Um, and it doesn't seem like it's just one episode that's skyrocketing. Y'all are listening to everything, um, which is exciting and it's um, encouraging for us. Definitely makes us drive to keep on going and keep on providing content for you guys. So, Russell, anything uh, else? I don't think you mentioned it. You said we have a lot of uh, great episodes coming up. What is our next episode? Yeah, so um, I do have the next episode and I kind of teased it on social media a couple weeks back. Um, we were talking about youth ministry veterans. I sit down with Josh Griffin next week. Um, and Josh is one of the founders of Download Youth Ministry. Um, he has been a youth pastor in multiple churches all over the place. Um, he does a lot of work with Doug Fields. Um, they are doing a lot of great work as far as what um, encouraging and equipping the, the first few year youth pastors that are out there where you're in your first to third year of youth ministry and just kind of just getting your feet wet. Um, and we talk about all that um, next week, but it's really, really an encouraging conversation. Um, and I can't wait for, especially if you're a new one, you need to listen next week because it is a great episode for you to listen in on. Um, Josh is full of wisdom, full of a lot of things, but wisdom is one of them. Um, and I love, love Josh to death. He's the biggest star Wars nerd you'll ever meet. Um, and he's such a fantastic guy. So, but yeah, that's next week. Yeah. I was, I was hoping we could line that up and have Josh on May the 4th and that would be, I know that would have be been perfect, great. But, um, so, all right, well, I've got some episodes coming up too. Uh, and, uh, but I don't have them recorded yet. So I will, uh, you'll find out, uh, probably what is coming up on my episode at the end of each, each, each other's episodes. We'll kind of tease those. Also check us out on social media at talk student men, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, send us an email, uh, like us on those and share it with somebody else. Um, and also what was the last thing? Oh, join the newsletter when that comes out. Um, and uh, just keep on loving students and pouring into them. Uh, and uh, we will try to do our best to keep encouraging, equipping, and empowering you as you continue to pour in your students for ministry. Yeah, pour thank you guys for all you do. Um, man, uh, it's one of the beautiful things about student ministry is we're not alone, even when we're the only person on staff in our church doing it. Um, and so hopefully you feel the community. Hopefully you feel... Um, that other people are going through the same stuff as you are. Um, and man, if we can help out in any way, feel free to reach out to us and we'd love to talk. So with that being said, Russell, I will see you next week and uh, hope that we catch y'all as listening or listeners next week as well. See y'all right. later. Take care.